Pantera? What do you say? What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we had lots of trailers and news drop, giving us a peek into the future of both the MCU and the always hoping to compete DCU. But is DC finally in a position to compete, or will Phase 5 of the MCU blow us all away? We're about to dive into it, because I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today? My friend, I am okay. Everything's good. Um, yeah, can't man, complain. we decided to... Can't, cannot complain. We decided to... That's my tagline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> can't complain, we de- Don. We decided to... You know, usually our, our shows have a major main topic. Either it's something we watched or read or whatever. This week, man, we're just kind of going to go crazy with all this news because there's just so much of it. And right. I feel, like right. We can, I feel like we can fill up enough space here with some of the... Uh, news is happening because sometimes you just get an avalanche and you gotta you gotta get it all out there so yeah man i'm excited for this one and this, this week was a hell of an avalanche i'm telling you just like sometimes you have those where every day something else is happening it's uh, crazy how much like conversation there can literally be around comic book movies this day and age you remember <laughs> when we were kids we would have loved for this much like can you imagine being a kid right now with this this would have been insane. No. Like we were just like, oh, I mean, Spider Man. That was like it. Yeah, X Men. We, we got a taste of it, like when X Men and Spider Man started, but it wasn't anything like this. Yeah, when when X Men first came out, it was like, well, when's the Spider Man movie? And it was like another five years or something, or however long, something and like that. That's all we had. There was no you connected universes and a new a new comic book movie every month and TV yeah. shows and and casting news every day and. Yeah. Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was about the extent of our superhero uh, world. So yeah, just uh, this is insane, and we're going to do it. But I think right as we were about to start recording, we got I think kind of really big news to add into this news pile, and it kind of ties in with what we're going to talk about today. But it was announced that the Witcher Netflix show is coming back for a season four. So season two has been released. Season three, I think, is already filmed and getting ready to come out at some point this year or next year. And they're already announcing season four is in production and Henry Cavell will not be back as Geralt. And he's being replaced by Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> so how do you think this news went down in the, the Twitter sphere and among geeks? Right. We'll have to find out because it's all happening real time as we're recording yeah. this. this. But yeah. as we're recording this, yeah. I think that's the world is freaking out. Like, yeah, maybe broke an hour ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people are going to react because I don't really know the true level of Witcher fandom because I'm not yeah. one. Yeah. Um, just to get that out there in front, I, I, I only watched a few episodes of the first season and kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you're crazy if you don't know how big the, the biggest attraction of that show is the attachment of Henry Cavill mm-hmm. uh, because he is so well liked among circles. Like people who love his Superman stuff are like, oh, great. A, a fantasy show with with Superman. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so this is weird. It's, it's like one of those situations where when the biggest name attached to your project is no longer attached, is it worth doing it still? And I guess they're going to find out with liam hemsworth um yeah i mean couldn't even get couldn't even get chris <laughs> to get went and got liam uh 
who I can't even name a Liam Hemsworth movie sitting here. If someone had a gun to my head, like name a Liam Hemsworth movie, I'd be like, shoot me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves movie. No, that was like Chris Hemsworth. The, was it? Yeah. Well, then, Chris Hemsworth well, was in Snow White. The only thing I know is he was in the Hunger Games films. Anything uh, outside of those, I have no idea what else he did. Okay. Um, that's, I that's know beyond him. my level of knowledge. That's, um, that's that. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel like for a large percentage of people, especially people who weren't familiar with The Witcher to begin with, Henry Cavell was a, why a lot of people checked it out. Mm-hmm. He's a huge but, name to be on a Netflix show, which they don't always get. He was currently, you know, a, a very sought after actor coming off of being Superman and uh, a lot of other big roles, Mission Impossible, and just being in things and being an overall likable guy. And then knowing in like geek circles that he's a gamer, you know, right. they have that always famous story about how he ignored Zack Snyder's call because he was playing a raid in World of Warcraft and missed his call when he was being told that he was going to be Superman. And he had to call him back because he was too busy playing World of Warcraft. So, I mean, he fits into this realm and he loved the Witcher game and the books. So he was definitely like made for that role. And I think he did a good job of it. And yeah, now removing him from that. But then taking a a star like of Henry Cavell's level and then replacing him with Liam Hemsworth. That's not that's not an even trade. That's not an even trade. That's not an even trade. Like you got to, uh, I, I, we were talking before, it was like they did the same thing with Altered Carbon. You took Joel Kinnaman and you replaced him with Anthony Mackie. Okay, I could buy that. I could buy that as a trade. What was the that's other even, one that you said? That's even probably like, that's even probably a little bit of an upgrade. It could be. You know, it you could know, be. Among a lot of people, I think are more familiar with Mackie than, than yeah, uh, Kinnaman. It depends on where you fall with that. I, I I am a Joel Kinnaman fan, so I was a little... I was very excited for what Anthony Mackie could do, and I was 100% okay with that swap, especially based on what that show was. Um, but yes, it's it could be an upgrade in many circles and many conversations. It wasn't, but it could be. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. What was the one you said? I think I had something. I had some examples of like when a character is just gone completely. Yeah. And the show suffers. You know, like classic The yeah. Office. <laughs> yeah. um, what is that show once Steve Carell decides to leave? Mm-hmm. Or I also mentioned The Walking Dead. Same thing. Now yeah. they didn't replace they didn't replace Rick with another actor, but Rick is just off the show. And it's like, well, I know this is an ensemble show, and I'm supposed to care about these other people, but I want to see what the hell's happening to Rick. Yeah. So fans of The Witcher t- tuning in and not seeing Henry Cavell anymore, and it's still Gerald, but it's some other guy. It's just I feel like. To me, I'd be like, ah, eh, this, this, what I'm just watching this, and because, and what does that do for season three? Like announcing this now, it's like, do you yeah. have? I mean, and we're the worst people to talk about this because, as you said, you didn't really feel it. I watched season one, started season two, and was like, meh. So I had very kind of little interest in going back all the way to season three anyway. But I mean, what about the people who this? this can clearly affect the viewership for season three, even before we even get to season four. If people are like, well, he's going to go, what's the point? And they may not even make it to season four. if No one watches season three because of this. Right. I mean, I felt this effect when I, I remember feeling this specifically when swamp thing was a thing Mm -hmm. and being very excited for the swamp swamp thing show, you know, it kind of got lumped in with doom patrol and Titans and that whole HBO max DC world. And like they announced the show was not going to be renewed beyond season one before season one even ever came out. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I'm not going to watch it then. Why, why am I going to watch it? Like yeah. it could be good TV, but I already know there's no future for it. Like I'm not going to invest myself. Yeah. 
there's a too many shows to watch that I could, you know, spend my time on than a show that I know is already done. So I don't know. It's it's weird, man. I don't I don't know. It's 100% weird. And I look forward to seeing the fallout from this and how it works and what we're going to do. We are definitely going to talk about it here on this show, I'm sure, at some point as we get a better, bigger grasp on what that news is. Now, clearly, we know, and it's going to lead into what we're talking about and what we're about to talk about. But clearly, we know the reason he dropped out of this is because he's been this week reannounced as Superman moving forward for WB Films in the DC universe. He is our Superman for the foreseeable future, as far as I'm aware. I don't know where that stands for all these other projects that have been announced in the last couple of years, but we know Henry Cabell is Superman coming out of the Black Adam premiere. Um, so we are going to talk about it. But before we do, we want to make sure you know this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. So we're going to start things off here with the MCU real quick, because we're going to see as we're shifting now into phase five, we're starting to get some first looks at that. But before, first, we're going to close off phase four with Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out here in a couple weeks. Um, the first like reviews are being dropped. They had their premiere. People have seen this movie now. So the reviews are kind of being dropped a little bit. I'm sure they're highly NDA'd and, you know, only so much they can say, but they've been Pretty positive as far as I can see. Are you surprised, Don? Are you expecting terrible reviews for Black Pan Panther, Wakanda Forever? Black Panther. A Panther, <laughs> yeah. I just was going to roll past it, but, you know, it's cool. <laughs> I had to bring it up. Uh, no, nah, man, I, I expected that movie to be probably really good. And I, that's still my expectation uh, through trailers and just knowing it's from Ryan Coogler and who did the first one so there's no like directorial change it should have the same yeah. feeling from the first movie um and just how much they've been talking about the care they've put into this script i mean this isn't the movie we were gonna get we yeah. all know that this is not the black panther 2 they originally planned we all know the story with chadwick boseman and how how they had to change things and i expect this movie to kind of reflect that and maybe be one of Marvel's most heartfelt, like emotional heartstrings, tuggings films we've seen. Um, that's just my expectation, but it also looks like action packed and fun. And I love the idea of Wakanda versus Namor and um, the introduction of Ironheart should be cool. And I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm really pumped for that film and uh, yeah. it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I need to get my tickets. Yeah. Need to do that. I, I was, didn't really know what what to expect but yeah the more i've seen and as it's getting closer of course i'm getting all amped up so yeah regardless of what anything i might have said before after uh the last mcu film thor and i was like i'm not seeing another <laughs> one in theaters black panther i'll catch it on disney plus yeah no that's not gonna happen that always seems to happen to you with these marvel movies you're like ah, i can wait i'm not really and then like the last week or two before the movie comes out you get sucked in I'm just like, oh, it's going to be amazing. So hopefully this yeah. one can live up to that. Now, speaking of, we're already looking past this one because here on, uh, I think, February 17th, we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, And we got our first trailer this week of that. You and I just got done watching it for me for the third time, you for the second. Ant-Man, how do you mm. feel about the Ant-Man franchise? And does this movie pump you up, man? Uh, Ant-Man franchise is interesting to me. Don't get me wrong. I like Ant-Man. I like Paul Rudd, but it's always been like 
yes, I'll go see it, but it's not like I'm not expecting it to be groundbreaking uh, uh, benchmark in the MCU. Like, you got to see this one. If you miss this one, you don't know what's going on. But this one kind of feels like that, does it not? No, 100% does. Can you believe that they they made three Ant-Man movies? (laughs) Right. I I didn't think there are other franchises that never even get two. And this one's got a trilogy of Ant-Man movies. It's true. Like the incredible Hulk, one of one of uh, Marvel's most popular characters, known, known and beloved worldwide. Can't even get a damn solo film. But now this is the third Ant-Man movie. Yeah, right. He joins the trilogy with Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Ant-Man. Like, come on. Um, Crazy, right? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm excited for this one. I am tempering my expectations. Um, we've been through it. Not saying they were bad movies, but I was let down a little bit by Doctor Strange and Thor. And those are the last two multiverse movies that were supposed to, you know, move us forward. Hit it, hit it really big and like move the needle and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for, and I think my, my hope is really resting on the shoulders here of <laughs> Ant-Man, um, of Ant-Man, but also of uh, Kang. Now, I mean, I just can't get away from that. How excited I've been. We've talked about it. Listeners of the show know how pumped you and I are for uh, Jonathan Majors and Kang and everything he's going to bring to the table. And I feel like this is going to be our first, our second glimpse into this, this, what he's bringing to the MCU um, after the season finale of Loki. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see just him on screen again and kind of portraying Kang straight up. Um, I was a little worried from the trailer, like he doesn't have the blue, bluish purple face of Kang. And I was like, okay, I get it. They, they, you know, they want to kind of show him as he is, but then there's also another scene. If you look closely where he, he does have that face, like in the distance. So maybe it's just like a battle mask or something that comes down. Yeah. It gives him more of like the official Kang look either way. I'm totally here for it. hundred percent. Uh, I think there was some, there was a trailer for this released to just the people in the room at San Diego Comic-Con. And I think it was a little different trailer because I remember seeing, like, I watched a leak, kill me, screw me, or whatever. Like, it, that popped up on my timeline. And uh, it's just in there. You might as well do it. Yeah, it was just sitting there. But there was, like, a line in that one where he's talking to Ant-Man. And Ant-Man says to him, he was like, I'm an Avenger. And then Kang was like, an Avenger, huh? Hmm. Have I killed you before? And I was just like, yes, that's awesome um so yeah it's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous yeah i'm 100 here for it uh, i always liked the ant-man movies i thought they were so they were fun they were always a little bit fun they're i mean all mcu movies are fun in their own way this one seemed a little bit more genuine fun like lighthearted, a little bit more like you said um so definitely this one looks like it's gonna have a little bit heavier my initial viewing of this i was a little turned off because it looked real heavy green screen like i don't know if i was watching on my phone oh, or where yeah. i was watching it but i'm watching it and i'm just like god this looks like just so heavy green screen and just ugh. And I was just like, I don't know about this. And of course, the Kang stuff. And by the end, I'm just like, well, I'm going to go see it. Watching it the second time, it looked better to me. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling this. And even watching it again now, this third time, I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm here for this movie. This is going to be badass. Well, like, make no mistake. The quantum realm is going to be all green screen. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, 100%. Um, it won't be the first time they've done it. Like, you yeah. know, and Endgame and... and all that was a bunch of green screen stuff. If they can just make it look, you know, like I'm reading a comic book and it's like a, you know, a fantastical movie, then yeah. I'll be okay with it. But 
you know, you just don't want it looking like you're playing a PlayStation 2 video game or something. Just, you just don't want the, it just pulls you out of it when you can separate the actors from the screen. No, you know, when yeah, it looks I, like I they're walking, you know, it looks like you're watching The Phantom Menace and you're just like, oh, they're just right. dodging nothing. You know, like you could just see that. So it's like when you can separate them from it. And that's how the initial my initial viewing I saw and felt. But watching it, my subs. What is it? Subsequent. I was trying to I was trying to sound fancy and I'd my my <laughs> my next viewings of it. Um, yeah, weren't as weren't as good or were better. So. I'm here for it. Ant-Man 3. We also got a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special dropping here in November on Disney+. Plus. So we're getting our spe- second special presentation after Werewolf by Night. Um, and now we have the Guardians Christmas special here in November on Disney+. Plus. What do you think of this one? More Guardians Galaxy fun? Can you believe we're getting this before we're getting Guardians 3? <laughs> All right. I think, well, was that not the plan? That might have been the plan, but um... I have no idea. I have no idea. I know Guardians Three has been all over the place with James Gunn running around. We'll talk about him in a second. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think of that, but yeah, this is this is interesting. If you're gonna do a Marvel Christmas special, I guess this is the, kind of the cast to run with. They're like the the goofy ones, the the funny ones, the joke tellers. Um, yeah. So it'll be it'll be. I'm gonna sit and watch it. I like. Oh hell yeah! I like just watching around the holidays i think we talked about this just like anything that's a new christmas related something that i might remotely be interested in my interest level goes up because like ah it's christmas it's december 10th i'm gonna sit here and watch this because i'm in the christmas season i want to feel holly i want to feel jolly (laughs) you know what i mean so uh i know it's holiday special i know i'm saying christmas but it's a holiday special so definitely i'm gonna check it out it's a new chapter uh even if i have to sit through and and take more chris pratt on my screen uh as as i've talked about before but i'll 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 suffer through it to kind of watch this well if it makes you feel better it seems like he's not the focal point of this it looks like it's gonna be right it's gonna be drax and uh mantis mantis movie special i i have a feeling you'll see star lord in the beginning and the end and that's probably about it he i don't i feel like it's gonna be an adventure with drax and manta which they always they always talked about them getting their own spin-off movie anyway, and I think this is it. Yeah, I think Drax and Mantis were on the poster. Like I saw the the poster release, it was just them sitting on a street corner and like with Christmas lights around them. So yeah, it probably will focus more on them. Is it just me or does uh um Dave Batista look a little chunkier these days? Like he doesn't have the same the he doesn't have his wrestling physique as much as he, he's not like Dwayne Johnson who like is in the gym every day. And he's like, I have to maintain this body to maintain my Hollywood career. Yeah. Dave Batista's yeah. just like, listen, I'm about to be in a, uh, uh, M night Shyamalan movie bro. I'm like a hefty guy. I don't have to be this cut yeah. 275 pound monster anymore. I can just kind of well, let it go. <laughs> he's trying to branch out and do different types of roles. And that physique doesn't always get you. It, it, it's hard to get certain roles or be taken more serious. I mean, if you look at Dwayne Johnson and the roles he's gotten, they've all been very built around that physique. And if Batista mm-hmm. is not interested in that, then like I said, he and he's getting a lot more interesting roles than Dwayne Johnson is, in my opinion. So he um, is, but I I mean it's I uh, but get yes, all that. It's, it's just it's just funny for me to see Drax. Yes, a character like, that's Drax. You know, notoriously shirtless. Yeah, it's like Drax is letting himself go a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, there's probably a joke in there about it. 
Yeah, there might be, but I, I I noticed that right off the bat. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Oh, 100%. We will be here in a couple of weeks talking about it here on this show because it's what we do. It is what we do. It is what we do. But speaking of James Gunn, who did direct and write that special, we got a lot of news about James Gunn this week. James Gunn was originally fired after Guardians 2 and was pretty much immediately picked up by DC to direct the Suicide Squad, which delayed Guardians 3. Um, and the reason why we still haven't seen it because of all of that drama and the actors not wanting to do it with anybody else and all of these things. And then we got news this week. I mean, after the Suicide Squad came out and everybody really loved that, and then Peacemaker came out and surprised the hell out of everybody, I think, who watched it, because I don't think anybody was expecting anything out of that. James Gunn has kind of become DC's go-to man. And today, this week, he actually became DC's man. Um, the guy in charge. So according to the Hollywood reporter, um, I'm going to read this verbatim in a stunning turn of events, filmmaker James Gunn and producer Peter Safran has been tapped to lead DC's film, TV and animation efforts as co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC studios, a newly formed division at Warner brothers that will replace DC films. The unprecedented move in which a top director will assume a top executive post marks the end of a month long search by Warner brothers, discovery CEO, David Zasloff to replace DC films, boss, boss, Walter Hamada, who departed the studio last week. That search had all of Hollywood guessing and playing executive bingo for who would land on the most coveted and challenging jobs in town. James Gunn has basically become the Kevin Feige of DC. Yeah, I saw something that said, like, this is like the origin story where the the hero unintentionally creates their arch nemesis. (laughs) Kevin Kevin Feige basically brought James Gunn along from, from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 gave him all these other projects and things to do. And now he's the head of the DCU, like their main competitor. It's like funny. Uh, But it did warm my heart a little bit to read. Somebody did ask James Gunn after the fact, like when you first got the job, like what's your first thoughts, what's going on? And he said the first person he called was Kevin Feige. And basically they talked about, they talked, you know, and the second person I think he called was John Cena, which is funny to me too. That's uh, hilarious. (laughs) I know. I don't know why, but that's just this. But, uh, well, he's got he's got a lot coming. I'm sure Peacemaker, a lot of stuff to do. That's I like, loved Peacemaker. So did I. I'm hoping to see more from him. But I think it's cool that he called Kevin. He said they still have like a good relationship. They're going to have a good relationship. Kevin Feige said, like, you know, I'll be first in line to watch whatever he does uh, for DCU. And he also it was funny. He added he was like, well, I just want James to remember he's got work to do for us up until right. March. But after that, I'll be first in line to see whatever he does. Um so yeah, man, it's kind of unexpected, but I kind of have sat with it for a while and I like the idea because I think he can bring a different kind of feel to the DCU than we've had and it's something that it sorely needs. Like like you just sat there a second ago and said Peacemaker. Like that was, dude, Peacemaker is one of the best things DC's ever done. One of the best things, the DCEU, it was formerly called the DCEU, now it's DCU, which is cool. But that's like one of the best things they've ever done. And he oversaw that. So think about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker. Yeah. Was the one of the best things that DCU has done. That's insane to think about, but it's true. But I'm hundred percent. No, it's a hundred percent true. There I'm I enjoyed I had more fun watching that than just about anything else they put out in the past decade. So Yeah. And I'm just I just want to just process what we're saying right here. But it's true though. And oh, like, 100%. I agree. His suicide 
his Suicide Squad movie, like, say what you will about it, like, it went overboard a few times, but it was a really well put together, well thought out uh, movie, like, that was more fun. I had more fun with that than, you know, some of the stuff they were releasing before. So I think this is a smart, smart move, and I'm interested to see what he's going to do. Like, he's a guy who's shown that he's not afraid to reach and, and give some <clears throat> B and C list characters love somebody. So we might see some characters get some stuff that you never would think would get a movie. Like mm-hmm. everyone wants to focus on Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And that's like it. Well, let's James Gunn. He's a guy who might want to reach in and pull out your swamp things and pull out your, you know, John Constantine's and all your, all your, uh, you know, lower level characters and make some really good stuff out of it. So I don't know, man. Uh, the idea has me excited and, I, I'm I'm gonna sit and wait and see what they do. I don't know. What were your initial thoughts hearing this? Initial thoughts is it made sense. I didn't know who else they would go to for this role in that. You know, it was very obvious when uh Warner Brothers merged with Discovery that, that CEO David Zasloff was wanting a Kevin Feige like character, um, or person or job or someone who would fill in that role to have a bigger picture and a bigger idea for what the DCU would be moving forward. And then just like you said, in the past handful of years, James Gunn has kind of been doing that already. So it makes, it made a lot of sense that they were going to do that for him. His stuff has been the most successful really um, coming out. So wasn't really surprised and said, okay, here we go. Um, like he, like we've said a couple of times here, just in this conversation, Peacemaker was very surprising and enjoyable. So I kind of restored a lot of my faith in James Gunn moving into this role and seeing what he could do. And then looking at all the other signs that are there, because obviously, and and the man who, in my opinion, previously kind of had that role down, which was Zack Snyder. He didn't have the title, but he was the one building the DCEU. He had all those characters. He was the one building the Justice League. He was the one tying these movies together. It was his movies that were the backbone for this thing, kind of like you could almost at least from a directorial standpoint or a creative standpoint, you could look at like the Russo brothers for the MCU leading into Endgame and Infinity War. They directed a lot of those movies leading into the the peak of MCU um, that we still all look back at fondly. So, I mean, Zack Snyder kind of fits into that role for me. And then it's wondering how far James Gunn is going to stray from Zack Snyder. Like, are we going to get a full new DCU or are we going to get a re-put back together Snyderverse? Because now we've already seen what what you got. No, I was going to say, I was going to just like expand on that. Cause yes, the flash is still happening. Yeah. Like, so that was before James Gunn was put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, still plans for Aquaman too. Now there might be changes made here and there with that, but they probably already have a good foundation for where they want to go with that film. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was still carrying on Zack Snyder's vision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think a hard reboot is not probably the best way to go, especially if yeah. now you're you're reestablishing that Henry Cavill's still around. Well, you don't want to basically say, here's another Henry Cavill Superman movie. Just forget everything you've seen him in up until this point. You know, that's that gets too confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have already- to do Man of Steel too. You got to do Man of Steel 2 or call it whatever you want. Man of Tomorrow. I don't know. Call it something cool. Yeah. But, and then there's already talk of a Flash 2 because I, I don't know how well that movie's being received. Like it was getting good uh, test screenings and whatever. So they may want to move forward with a Flash 2. It's like you can't. I don't know if you can start fresh. You kind of you might have to just build on some of the good ideas you have already and just take it in 
the James Gunn direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, move it forward. Now I know they were doing reshoots for Aquaman two to add Ben Affleck's Batman into it somewhere. I know they were doing reshoots for the Flash movie, which I don't know what that means. What they were reshooting for that film, if anything, it screams recast. Um, but once again, I don't know. You know, coming out of Flashpoint, well, they, they, they could swap flashes pretty easily. They might, they might be able to, and I don't know. I, I, I did see that a lot of those reshoots were involved with. Ezra Miller was involved in them. Yeah. So that leads you to believe they're just adding more with him or them. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's all very curious. My one of my biggest things I was thinking about too is like I I saw something saying James Gunn is not going to have a hand in Joker too. Yeah, I did see Todd that. Todd Phillips second Joker film. That's kind of gonna kind of just gonna go the way it was gonna go. No changes. No um meddling from the studio or whatever they're kind of going to let them do their own thing it's like okay i can understand that that kind of exists in its own world but then it got me thinking like what does this mean for matt reeves batman 2 what do you think like does does james gunn come in and like because that's technically separate from the dcu they're saying that's its yeah. own earth it's a different batman um it depends do, do on how happy him? they were with it yeah, if I, I, if I, they I, were happy with it and they want to see Batman two, then they'll keep their hands out of it. Just like Joker, of course they're not going to mess with Joker two. It was nominated and won Oscars. It was praised across the entire industry of being this like tour de force performance and just this film that no one's ever seen before and all of this stuff. Um, so I mean, of course, why would they? Why would they get in his way? He knows what he's doing. So if they were happy with the way that the Batman performed and happy with what Matt Reeves did, then they'd leave him alone and they'd let him do it. But if they're not, if they weren't, if they were like, we thought it could perform better, we thought it could this. So it depends on how they look at that. I think I can't remember off the top of my head how much the Batman made, but I do feel like it was somewhat. Oh, it made money. It was. I know it, was, it made money, but I still don't yeah. think it was to the level that they would have wanted it to be. Like realistically, I'm assuming in most executives heads, a Batman film should make a billion dollars. Aquaman's making a billion dollars. Batman should make a billion dollars. Yeah. And I don't think it made a billion dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. We'd have, we'd have to look, but you might be right. So it depends on what they want to do. But I would, if they're going to move forward with Matt Reeves, the Batman 2, I feel like they'd leave him alone. I hope so. That's That was my point of bringing it up because just knowing James Gunn from watching the the list of movies he's made and Peacemaker, you get a feel for what he goes for. Now, I'm not saying he's going to force that on. He he probably doesn't want every DC movie that comes out to feel like a James Gunn film. He's probably going to want to give directors some, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Leeway. It, I was going to say leeway, but like some authority to kind of make their own, make their own project. He's going to oversee it, make sure everybody's in line, kind of do, like we said, the Kevin Feige job. Yeah, he's been watching Kevin Feige do it for how long? Exactly. So I just hope that if they do move forward with Batman 2, which we're all expecting, that they just don't reach in there and try to make it, you know, feel like a Shazam or something. You know what I mean? I, I want Matt Reeves to be able to just on based on how much I enjoyed his Batman. If we're getting a sequel to that movie, I want it to have the same feel and the same tone and the same look and, you know, all that and kind of not be meddled with. Does that make sense? 100%. Um, so. 
I don't know. That's that, just one of the that Batman doesn't work right. with teams. I mean, that Batman's is in its own place, doing its own thing, a different time in life. Like, yeah, it's, it like was, I, it's a completely different thing. Like I said in that movie, he's not looking across the water to see Metropolis. He's not worried about his Superman. There is no Superman in that Batman. There's, there's Gotham City, and I mean, there might be, but in that movie, I'm trying world, to remember if they said there was at some point. I don't think I don't think they mentioned anything else about outside of Gotham City. They're not worried about outside of Gotham City. And I like those kind of stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything's cool when it's connected. But sometimes when you can focus in on just a Batman Gotham story story, Gotham City story, that's kind of, you know, what I'm into. So I'm OK with sitting with multiple Batmans. I'm OK with Robert Pattinson doing his Dark Knight while also having Batfleck hang out doing with his Superman. with yeah. Superman and doing his thing with Michael Keaton doing whatever his thing is where he where his role falls into this Batman rejuvenation. Um, I'm cool. Yeah, man, it's the same same way with Spider Man. We've talked about it before, but like MCU, you want to keep giving me uh, Tom Holland in all your movies? That's cool. If you Sony, you want to make your Venom three and have Andrew Garfield be the Spider Man of that world? Great, give it to me. You want to make Spider Man four with uh Tobey Maguire? I'll watch that too. <laughs> so those are like the couple characters where it's okay to have multiple ones. I'll take it all in. Yeah, as long as they're different, yeah. they all have a different feel to it. I'm cool. So I have no problem with that. Now, one of the really bigger questions that comes in is: Will Zack Snyder be involved in this? And do you want him to be? Do you want him to come back from Man of Steel 2 and do that and recreate that? Or do you want to see something different? No, nah, man, I think it's I think the Zack Snyder stuff's kind of run its course. We don't need to we don't need to go backwards. I don't think they're gonna want to go backwards either. Um I mean the the movies have a quote unquote cult following and all these people who like throw out all this love for some reason where Zack Snyder comes from but you know what we got his take on Superman we got his take on the Justice League you have a new um like corporate structure now of your entire company you're starting fresh I, I'm kind of just like well why go back why go back I, I understand the recasting of some of the characters because if you got the casting right the first time there's no need to fix what's not broken the casting's mm -hmm. okay but this going in a whole new direction with a vision. I don't think you need to go back and kind of revisit what's already been done and kind of run its course. And, you know, that's just me. That's just my opinion. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a Zack Snyder head. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy some of his work, but I'm not a guy who's going to bang the drum for Zack Snyder to come back and he needs to be involved in Superman and he needs to make justice league too. Like I'm just not never been that guy. No, um, I bet you his name's oh. on the executive producer line of Man of Steel 2. Um, like but a consultant I, or something. Yeah, I but I don't need to see his Man of Steel 2 at this point, um, especially with all the shots and the really announcements of Henry Cavell being back this time mm -hmm. and showing the picture and him purposely picking a suit that's blue and red, very bright, him having the curl in his hair, him uh, coming out in that Black Adam scene with the John Williams song in the background and really seem sounding like they want to go with the Superman. That's hopeful. That's positive. That's not questioning his place in the universe and just wants to do good. That's the Superman 
that we all all really want to see on the big screen. And I don't know if Zach, I think that'd be too big of a turn for what Snyder was trying to do with Superman and just even the color palette alone, it just doesn't work. So I don't need to see him because that's the Superman I want to see. I want to see a big done right Superman movie, but with hope. And Mm -hmm. I love Man of Steel. Love it. But that wasn't necessarily in that or definitely wasn't following that. You know, his appearance in Batman versus Superman, Justice League, there really wasn't that feel for it. So I think being able to see that would be awesome. And that's what it sounds like we're going to get. So I want to make sure we get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't foresee James Gunn letting Zack Snyder enter into his new vision. Like it, it'll overshadow everything he wants to do. I, I just don't think he's going to yeah. really go down that path. So. And there's a lot of people who think the exact same way because there's a reason why the theatrical, the Wheaton cut of the Justice League, Superman was completely different in that because he had that feeling of why is Superman so dark? Why is he wearing a black suit? Why is he not being positive? And Joss Wheaton changed all that. And that's why we got Mustache Cavill um, trying to figure (laughs) out how to make him not look like a monster with CGI. So, um, yeah there's a reason why they did all those reshoots is because they wanted to see that Superman and they had a portion of it. And it was part of one of the reasons why I liked that cut of that movie, because it was nice to see that Superman. It was nice to see him in a blue and red suit because you didn't in the first two movies that he was in, he wasn't, he was wearing a blue and red suit, but they t- washed out the color so bad. It didn't look, it looked gray. Yeah, it was know? like, it was like muted gray. Yeah. yeah. So it was like really refreshing to see. And it's been a long time since even we've seen that. So I'm excited that this is the direction they want to go. And like, I don't think Snyder fits in it. I always enjoyed Zack Snyder's movies. I'm not, wouldn't hate on it if he did, but that would be my nervousness with bringing him back. Yeah. We sat here on a, one of our very early episodes and laughed our asses off at his army of the dead movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like he makes movies we watch, but just oh, like, yeah. I think, I think he's had his time with the DC characters and it's just time to move on to some, it, some, a new vision. He clearly had his time and clearly it didn't work to the level that they wanted it to do, whether it was studio forcing him to rush things or to do things differently that he didn't want to do, whether or not he had what type of level of control that he had. Of course, there's a universe in which Zack Snyder did everything perfectly and had the time and the space to be able to do exactly what he wanted and it would have worked. I don't think this is that universe that he was given the right tools to be successful. Um, That's my little rant for defense of Zack Snyder in that. I think mm-hmm. there was a lot of studio involvement in that. Hopefully that ceases to exist here. I hope they put Zaslov puts full trust in James Gunn and stays back and lets him build what he needs to build and gives him the time and the space and the resources to build it. And I think we'll get something special and I think they'll be able to compete and I think they'll be able to do that, but it ain't going to be next week. It ain't going to be tomorrow. It's going to be yeah, this is a process. This, this is, is a process. process. And I hope that they realize that this is that process and they need to just let him do his thing. And I think if they do, this is all good. If they still want to see rush jobs. And I mean, we're still several years away from even seeing what the first steps of this looks like. Like you said, all these movies are already made up, mm-hmm. up through next year. All these movies are already made. So I don't even know what the first like step in this process looks like or what changes they're making to these movies. We might see it in Aquaman and be like, Hey, black Adam might've been it. I didn't go see black Adam. Maybe that kicks it all off. I don't really know, but um, find out when it hits HBO in 45 days. <laughs> Me but, too. Yeah. But I just think this is a good first move for them. I'm excited for where they move forward. And once again, excited to have Henry Cavell back as Superman and looking like we're going to get a blue and red boy scout Superman. 
And I'm here for Boy Scout Superman. That's all I want. All it really is. And I just want to do a bigger film with Boy Scout Superman that isn't about land retail like the other ones that we've seen with that type of Superman where we're just looking at Lex Luthor trying mm. to sell land. <laughs> right. Give I want to I want to see something bigger than that. I want to see something crazy, but I want that Superman because that's what Superman is. Superman's about hope. He's about doing yeah. good. And I want to see that translated on the screen. I want to feel hopeful when I leave, yeah. just feel good when I leave a Superman movie and it's been a long time and hopefully I don't have to wait too much longer. And as we've talked about just having Henry Cavill, knowing he's back, you know, it sits well with me. It's all we've kind of wanted. It was, it's, it's been up in the air for so long, just actually seeing the confirmation from him. Um, so then, you know, it's legit. It's just like, okay, I know the next Superman project. I don't got to worry about recastings and who's going to play the next Superman. And, and what about this Superman film and this other Superman? So, no, no, you got your Superman. You guys know you got it. Um, like I said earlier, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, and the casting isn't broke, so I'm down with never keeping. has been. Yeah, yeah. So, so very excited for that. Here for it. Excited to see where we go. We will be here talking Black Panther. Wakanda Forever kicks us off with this next kind of phase in between these two companies, uh, DC, their next, what their Aquaman in February, I think. Isn't the flash before Aquaman. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I mean, it's one of those. We'll two. have to pay attention. We'll have to pay <laughs> yeah. attention, um, but we got a lot and we will be talking about it. So make sure if you want to hear our opinions on these things that you like, subscribe, follow this podcast and all podcasts, social media services. And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at raise the geek, or you can shoot us an email at raise the geek at gmail.com and make sure you're giving us those reviews. We're looking for those five stars all the time. Leave a comment, tell us where you're from and we might just read it on the show. So we appreciate all that you do. You got anything else, Don? I got nothing else, man. You said it all perfectly. I like it. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.